faithwire.com. The Supreme Court is weighing in on vaccine mandates. Today's Wednesday, October 20th, 2021. I'm Dan Andros. We'll have this top story and more on today's 4 and 3 podcast from CBN's Faithwire. I want to welcome in any regular listeners from the CBN News Daily Rundown. We're here every Wednesday on this podcast as well. We cover four big stories, do three things you need to know about them all from a Christian perspective. You can find us on iTunes, the 4 and 3 podcast. And we're here Monday through Friday. We'd love to have you with us. Joining me today, as always, Trey Gons Phillips from faithwire.com with a look at what's coming up. What's going on, Trey? You know, Dan, I feel like we're caught in a perpetual loop of vaccine mandate stories. <laughs> I know. Like it just, I know. It's, we're in a vortex that we can't seem to get out of. But, yes. you know, anyway, we're going to talk about the CDC uh, and their recommendations for what you should do this holiday season. And shocker, if you're unvaccinated, they say you should stay home all over again. Mm. Uh, So Facebook is considering a new name, uh, and uh, it's apparently a bit creepy. I actually haven't read any of this story, so I'm looking forward to hearing the the details on this one, Dan. Uh, And then uh, Southwest Airlines has reversed course on its policy telling staff seeking religious exemptions that they'd have to go on unpaid leave. They're no longer requiring that. Uh, we'll get into a few details about possibly why that's why that's happening. All right. We will start right here on story number one. The Supreme Court weighing in on a statewide vaccine mandate for the first time yesterday. Here are three things you need to know, starting with number one, the details. So the Supreme Court refused to block Maine's requirement that healthcare workers be vaccinated uh, against COVID-19 by October 29th or risk losing their jobs. At the same time, health officials are expected to recommend Pfizer and Moderna's booster shots for people age 40 and above. Uh, it's it's the latest defeat for people who are opposing vaccine mandates, uh, but it was the first time that the Supreme Court actually weighed in on a statewide mandate. They had previously rejected challenges of vaccine requirements for New York City teachers and Indiana University staff and students. Uh, Stephen Breyer rejected the emergency appeal, but left the door open to try again as uh, the clock is ticking down on Maine's vaccine mandate, which they will begin enforcing October 29th, just nine days away. Matt Staver, the founder and chair of the Liberty Council, they had challenged the vaccine mandate. Uh, He said that the Supreme Court is ready to consider the case, quote, if we do not get relief, end quote, from the appeals court in the coming days. So uh, the Maine Attorney General's office didn't comment. The Liberty Council added um, uh, that that they, uh, which they are representing, they claim to be representing more than 2,000 healthcare workers uh, who don't want to be forced to be vaccinated, which again, the irony in all that, you know, we talked about yesterday, (laughs) about how, hey, the healthcare workers, we love you and support you. And then you have all these ones who risk their risk their um, you know, well-being to fight COVID and take care of people. And then now the ones that don't want to get the vaccine are, and a lot of them, because they have natural immunity, they already got it. I mean, they were in there right. working and got COVID and then have uh, the natural immunity, which, um, you know, many believe. Is better. Give, yeah. Honestly, give, give even better protection. Yeah. Um, so, but... In the midst of all this, we're seeing dozens of healthcare workers opting to quit. Um, and Central Maine's Medical Center in Lewiston already curtailed some admissions because of a quote acute shortage of nurses. So, I mean, we're already having supply chain issues. 
police are walking off the job and now if we're having nurses walking off the job this is not a good outcome here uh so number two uh the other aspect of this talking about these people quitting as we covered yesterday you know protests are becoming increasingly more common people are just fed up of being forced to do something um again like we said because a lot of them have natural immunity in, in many cases so uh, but from California to Washington, Chicago, I mean, all around the country, we're seeing people protest or quit their jobs and protest over these vaccine mandates. So, um, so why does it matter? I mean, it, it's just it is a big deal because th- this will set a precedent. So, yeah, however, these court cases are decided. Um, and, and again, as we mentioned, whatever you think about vaccines, the mandates, you know, if you can set a precedent, well, we can mandate X, Y and Z. While you may think these vaccines are good this time around, well, what will be the next thing that gets mandated? It's it's the overall, uh, I think, idea and the overall precedent that people are concerned about. And I think too, like if you, if you set aside the political issue or the certainly the constitutional issue, the like the the liberty problem with all of these vaccine mandates it also kind of creates this this situation like it 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 gives people permission at least in their minds and sadly i've seen it even from a lot of christians Uh, it gives them the freedom to make whatever assumptions they want to about somebody based Mm -hmm. on whether they're vaccinated or not like you're you're allowed to just really dislike somebody or think that their (laughs) intentions are all bad or uh you know assume that they don't follow you know, the commands of scripture to love your neighbor. Like you can make all of those assumptions just based on whether someone got vaccinated or didn't get vaccinated. And that just dismisses every legitimate reason Mm -hmm. they may have for waiting a little bit longer. Uh, Every, you know, fear that they might have, which, you know, you can't tell somebody that they just shouldn't feel the way they're feeling. (laughs) Like if they, if they feel hesitant because of stories they've heard or because of loved ones, they know who have had adverse reactions or, you know, whatever the case might be, uh, you shouldn't just dismiss people like if they or certainly if they have you know natural immunity uh you know that that's some studies have said that's 13 times more protective than vaccination uh, yet we're still in this weird thing where it's like you, you know show me your papers prove you're vaccinated right. or you just you know we don't have we don't have anything <laughs> to do with you or we don't want anything to do with you and it's just uh, aside from like i said the the constitutional issue and the legal problems that these mandates create it's really creating a quite the toxic culture, uh, which I know that's kind of, you know, not a surprise right? uh, that that's where we are. No, absolutely not. So, all right, story number two. So the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention uh, is encouraging unvaccinated Americans to skip holiday travel all over again this year, uh, telling them that it's safer for them to stay home for Thanksgiving and Christmas. Uh, Here are three things you need to know. We'll start number one with the details. So the CDC issued an updated holiday, holiday guidance Friday. Uh, They said that that they still recommend delaying travel until you are fully vaccinated uh, against COVID. Uh, So here's what they said. We fully expect that families and friends will gather for the holidays this year, and we have updated our guidance on how to best stay safe over the holidays. Holiday traditions are important for families and children because many generations tend to gather to celebrate the holidays. The best way to minimize COVID-19 risk and keep your family and friends safer is to get vaccinated if you're eligible. Uh, So that's pretty much everybody except for young children at this point. Right. Uh, So uh, if you're vaccinated, the CDC wants you to still wear a mask when you're inside, including in your family uh, members' houses. 
Uh, and if you're unvaccinated, but you absolutely must travel, the agency said uh, that they're asking you to take extra precautions like getting tested before and after your trip, making as few stops as possible, staying as, at as few hotels as possible, uh, only getting gas when necessary and you know no other stops, uh, and quarantining for at least one week uh, after you arrive at your destination and then again when you uh, return home. Dan, with all of that, a week-long trip home for Christmas is going to take like a month. <laughs> so, so I was just just throwing that out there. But, uh, you know, number two, uh, you know, this comes just a couple weeks after Fauci said and then walked back uh, that it's just too soon to tell if people can gather for Christmas this year. Like I said, he did one day later after quite a bit of backlash, uh, walk that back and say that he was taken out of context and that he will, of course, be at home with his family uh, for the holidays this year. Uh, so number three, why does it matter? Like, do what you're going to do. It's kind of where, where I'm at, where I've been at for quite some time. You know, be safe. But at the end of the day, it's your business. And we've seen all kinds of damage, Dan, I think, from the mental health damage from all this isolation. Uh, and I just it's it's just beyond the pale to ask people to stay home again yeah, uh, or, or to not see their family and loved ones for Christmas again this year. I mean, that's just uh, that's ridiculous. And, you know, if you're the you're the one or two unvaccinated people in your family, you're going to be around a whole bunch of vaccinated people. Uh, and then Delta is kind of, you know, we've seen cases going down. Uh, you know, chances are you're probably safe. You know, just you, you don't need to live in fear. And I think that's that's been the issue uh, through so much of this is that people have been completely and totally guided by fear. And yeah. it's it's pushed out any sort of other uh, any sort of other logical you know, frame of reference here. Yeah, and uh, you know, I just I uh, taped an episode of Faith versus Culture uh, that that airs on the CBN News Channel with uh, Skillet's John Cooper, and he was talking about this issue, and we we talked a little bit about that, about how you have to look at what is your worldview based in, and mm. what are you making these decisions based off of, and when you don't have a Christian worldview, you can be, I mean, Christians can be susceptible to it too, but sure. um, when you have a secular, naturalistic you know, sort of worldview, you are going to be very susceptible to fear and you're going to be willing to throw away freedoms and uh, liberties to enough for mm-hmm. safety that will make total sense to you. And um, so I think we really need to consider our actual worldview uh, before we make some of these decisions and ask really hard questions. Why, why am I for this? Why, why do I think this is a good idea? You know, what does yeah. it mean to keep people safe? Is risk a sin? I mean, are, are we sinning by any risks we take? Um, it seems like we would be in perpetual sin then because we take risks every single day. So, yeah. Well, I mean, like to your point, like it, life requires a certain level of risk taking. And pre COVID, nobody even thought about the vast majority of the risks you take. Like when you get into yeah. your car, you're, 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 technically putting your life in jeopardy when you're driving like from your house to uh, the corner, you know, pharmacy or drugstore, you know, whatever. Uh, so you're, you're, you're always taking some sort of level of risk uh, and you have to do that assessment with everything. Uh, and it, it just, it seems crazy to me to think that people are going to try to make the risk level zero. Right. Like if you're going to make the risk, le- risk level zero, uh, then what kind of quality of life are you are you then leading it? Right. Point? Yeah. Well, we can all be safe in our little individual prisons. I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's not, that's not any way to live life. That is not how, certainly how a God wants us to live our life. So, right. Um, you know, so we, I think we just need to take that into account. 
um, when we're when we're th- thinking through these issues. So, mm-hmm. all right, let's uh, let's head it on to the. I know you're waiting this one, uh, Trey. You're I'm waiting to see what happens here. At story number three: Facebook planning to rebrand the company with a new name uh, very soon, as soon as next week. Here are three things you need to know, starting with number one, the details. According to Mark Zuckerberg, Facebook will, quote, effectively transition from people seeing us as primarily being a social media company to being a metaverse company. Okay, what does that mean? Well, the metaverse is described as a future version of the internet that incorporates elements of virtual reality. Uh, so Zuck- oh, Zuckerberg, I know Zuckerberg said, I wanted to discuss this now so that you can see the future that we're working toward and how our major initiatives across the company are going to map to that. Uh, this is Zuckerberg talking to a conference call with a bunch of analysts. Um, so what is the metaverse? He said, glad you asked. He said, no, he didn't say that. <laughs> uh, so he explained it. He said, it's a virtual environment where you can be present with people in digital spaces You can kind of think of this as an embodied internet that you're inside of rather than just looking at. Now, I'm just going to pause the information here and just say, does this not sound like a terrible idea? This is an episode of Black Mirror waiting to happen. Like if anybody has watched that on Netflix, (laughs) this will be an episode if it's not already. I mean, do we? I, I don't. I really cringe at the idea of everyone walking around with the Oculus goggles on. I just, yeah, I, just I guess can't. we can then we can then live at the zero risk, right? Because we can just all stay at just home, stay and at like home, and not go anywhere. Walls and right <laughs> and stuff with our big our big goggles right. on. Travel the world, um, just travel the world with our big goggles on. The day someone goodness. walks into me and bumps into me on the street wearing <laughs> the goggles, I'm I might lose it. I might lose it. Pray for me. Pray for me, everyone. So, all right. So that's uh, the this metaverse is kind of the 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 key buzzword that Zuckerberg's been talking about, and uh, th- this name change, um, according to uh, the Verge, they said it's meant to signal the tech giant's ambition to be known for more than social media and all the ills that it entails. And again. They're trying to move away from social media ills by getting everyone to put on goggles and stare at this <laughs> fake world all day long. I, I don't, I don't see how they think that can end well. As also, but, um, so the rebrand would likely position the Facebook app as one of the many products under a parent company of overseeing groups like Instagram, WhatsApp, Oculus, and more. Um, this is. Uh, the spokespeople for Facebook, though, declined to comment. So number two, what does this rebrand really mean? I mean, it could kind of serve to further separate like this futuristic stuff that Zuckerberg and Facebook are working on. Um, it could be a move to sort of distance themselves from this scrutiny that Facebook is currently under. As we know, there was a whistleblower who, you know, really kind of leaked a bunch of damning internal documents and testified before Congress talking about how they don't care about anything but profits, blah, blah, blah. Um, so that whole thing was going on. But the, but so what will the name be? Um, that's kind of a closely guarded secret at this point. It's not really known um, as The Verge. Again, as they speculated, they said a possible name could have something to do with Horizon, the name of the still unre- unreleased uh, virtual reality version of Facebook meets Roblox that the company has been developing for the fa- past few years. 
And uh, the name of that app was recently tweaked to Horizon Worlds shortly after Facebook demoed uh, it. And so they also had a thing called Horizon Workroom. So that's the speculation there. So number three, why does it matter? Well, look, if you're not a fan of the things that have happened to society in large part thanks to social media, like Twitter, Facebook, well, I mean, this is just this is just the next um, phase of that, it would seem. Yeah, I can't see this being anything close to good. I mean, so the the internet has caused all kinds of ills. So better than running from the internet, it's best to literally get inside of it. Yeah. <laughs> Just, um, I, I also think like, okay, so Zuckerberg doesn't want to be na- like, he rather than being known for awkward interviews, I guess he wants to be known for turning Sims into real life. Yeah. Like, I don't... <laughs> I don't, I don't really understand it, how he sees this as a great legacy building idea. I don't uh, either. This is, yeah, this is just a, this is a dumpster fire that is waiting <laughs> to be lit. Uh, I just, you're, you're never going to see me uh, get on board with this in real life or in virtual reality, Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, so, <laughs> we'll move on to story yeah, number yeah. four. Uh, so Southwest Airlines has reversed course, uh, dropping its plan to put unvaccinated employees who have applied for uh, but not yet received religious or medical exemptions on unpaid leave. So here are three things you need to know. We'll start number one with the details. So two executives of Southwest sent a memo out Friday. And they told employees still awaiting exemption uh, for you know, the COVID vaccine uh, by December eighth, as the, that's the deadline for when you know they have to get get the the get their exemption or not receive right. it. Uh, he, they said they will not be forced anymore to go into unpaid leave, uh, which is a complete reversal from what they had previously stated. Uh, instead, those employees will be permitted to continue working uh, while following all masking and physical distancing guidelines. Uh, so, a representative for Southwest told the AP that. That any airline staffers seeking a medical or religious exemption must have those requests in by November 24th. And if someone's exemption is ultimately denied, the company said it will provide adequate time uh, for that employee to get vaccinated. Uh, it's not clear, though, yet what will happen if a staffer ultimately refuses uh, to mm. get vaccinated. They haven't said what they're going to do uh, for those people, but I, I would safely assume that that's coming. If anybody's exemption is denied, uh, they're probably going to want to, you know, want to still not get vaccinated. So we'll see uh, what happens with that. Uh, so number two, look, this comes at after quite a tricky time for Southwest. Uh, earlier this month, they blamed bad weather uh, and uh, issues with air traffic control for the thousands of flights that were canceled or delayed. Uh, the FAA, though, they didn't name Southwest uh, directly, uh, but they issued a statement at the same time saying, nope. There are no problems uh, with air traffic control. Uh, that's not a not a staffing issue for <laughs> us. Uh, kind of indicating this seems to be more of a staffing issue for you, Southwest. Uh, so, and at the same time, there were reports of pilots and crew members staging a so-called sick out uh, in protest of the company's vaccination mandate. Uh, and a group of pilots even filed a lawsuit asking the court to issue a temporary injunction uh, against the rule. So that kind of seems to be more the issue. Uh, But uh, the Southwest Airlines Pilots Association has denied that any sort of protest has happened at all. Uh, But like I said, it it seems pretty sketchy, you know, what's going on with this because 
any sort of like just plain viewing of of the situation seems to show that there's been quite a bit of pushback from Southwest employees, even if the company is denying it. Um, so number three, the, why this matters. To me, whatever happened exactly, we might not know, you know, because it's always going to be kind of a he said, she said thing until maybe more details come out and more transparency is shown. Uh, but regardless of what exactly happened, to me, this shows that the company is at least listening, uh, yeah. that they have, uh, even if reluctantly, they've kind of reversed course at least until uh, December 8th. So these these employees who are previously told you're just going to have to go on unpaid leave until that time are now being told you can work. You just have to continue following uh, all these COVID guidelines. So I, I think we should just take it as a win, or I, I hope those employees <laughs> take it as a win, at least at this point, and you know, reevaluate when, when that December 8th deadline comes around. Yeah, well, and you know, I mean, any any small victory at this point is a good one when it comes to yeah. uh, uh, this issue, which uh, apparently, like you said, Trey, we we are stuck in the vortex of vaccine mandate <laughs> issues. Hopefully, we can hopefully we can get out of it by escaping directly into the internet. We'll leap right into it via Mark Zuckerberg's goggles, <laughs> and then we'll be right out of vaccine. All of our troubles will go away, Trey, if we just get into the internet. I mean, oh, thank you, Mark Zuckerberg. Thank you. Thank you, Mark Zuckerberg. All right. That's all the time we have for today. As always, head on over to faithwire.com and cbnnews.com for more news from a Christian perspective. God bless. We'll see you next time.